figure she stopped playing with all the other boys and as she gets ready to squirt and to blast she'll squeal with pleasure and fluids will spill as she listens to the squared circle action figure podcast with my dude will the thrill and now will the thrill and the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. As you heard from the great Joel Gertner, I'm your host, Will the Thrill. And I am your co-host, Joe Static. We are here for episode two of the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. I want to remember all our listeners, or maybe if you're a new listener, that episode one is up. You can find the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast on all major podcast platforms, including Podbean itunes google play music and spotify you can also follow us for wrestling figure news giveaways photos on instagram and twitter at sqd circle afp and coming soon as we move out of the summer we will be launching our weekly youtube live streams in wrestling figure roundtables at the squared circle action figure podcast youtube channel so enough of that uh that you know mick foley cheap pop there that we're trying to get by (laughs) by letting everybody know where you can listen to us you know how's everything going with you this week joe everything's going pretty good can't complain feeling pretty good good that's a great thing i wanted to actually just quickly review the week how's your collecting been going have you seen any wrestling figures pop up in the stores that are newly released anything on walmart target i know ringside collectibles has their pre-orders shipping for elite 77 i think some others uh, shipping on the horizon as well how's everything going in the figure finger collecting world for you as far as trips to Target and Walmart, it's pretty much looking the same. You know, you got the same basics on the pegs. You know, I was kind of like, okay, here we go again. AJ Styles, WrestleMania Elite. I'm like, oh my God, if I see another Mick Foley retarded looking fucking face, I'm going to get in. I'm going to go nuts. But then at one of the Walmarts, I was actually able to find Basic 107 and they had Bianca Belair, which is a pretty cool figure. First time in the line. So I was excited just to see something new because pretty much seeing WrestleMania Elites every damn time. I go in the store. Yeah, I know, Joe. The the pegs are definitely packed. Some shelf warmers, some peg warmers, as we would say, in the wrestling figure collecting community. Well, you know, those Mick Foley figures, I guess they're always good for one thing. If you listen to our last episode, we can always use them in the fire pit segment. <laughs> so throw that sucker right into the fire and watch it burn away. Wow, that's a bad face scope. But we don't want to harp too much on it. I myself have seen the same thing. However, there are reports on 
Instagram, Twitter. You got Elite 76 popping up in California. It's starting to hit the middle of the country in Texas. So I'm only assuming that we're going to get Elite 76 at Walmart and Target on the East Coast sooner than later. But yeah, I mean, you know, we have what we have. We are going to review that Bianca Belair in our busted open segment. So stay tuned for that. That's a really cool basic figure. With that said, we're going to get right into it. Here's the gorilla position. I can feel electricity in the air. Wow, I absolutely love our segment intros, Joe. Mike, he really nailed it. He's a friend of ours. He did a great job on some of these segments. We had a great collaboration with him. Talented dude, loved the music. He just did a wonderful job. So this week, the Gorilla Position will feature our review of Mattel WWE Elite Series 77. This is the Summer Slam Series. Can you feel the heat, brother? I can feel it. I'm actually sweating a little bit right now. I know, me too. Temperatures are down here, but I'll tell you one thing. They're going to start getting real hot, baby, once we review <laughs> these figures. So what's great about this set is it has come out via Ringside Collectibles. Did receive my pre-order. I was very fortunate enough to get my pre-order. I didn't get the whole set, as we discussed in the first episode. Yeah. I only pre-ordered the Liz, Viscera, the Fiend, and Rick Rude. These previously were independent store exclusives. They were usually released two at a time, but then they actually incorporated them into a main line release, which is pretty cool. You get characters in SummerSlam attires from the past and the present. It's a really cool idea. I actually reached out to Action Figure Attack on Instagram. He again is the marketing director for Mattel WWE. Had some questions for him, but I just want to get into the figures a little bit first. What is your thought overall on the whole set after seeing them? What are your thoughts on this being potentially one of the best sets of the year? It definitely has the potential to be one of the best elite series of the year you know the most anticipated figure could definitely be the fiend so that definitely elevates this series elite 77 but you also have rick rude you have the viscera which i think looks great you know you have the liz which i think a lot of people in that attire were waiting for and of course you know you throw in the ocaj you throw in the ronda rousey put that all together it's got the makings to definitely be the best series of the year yeah i thought the mix here was very good so you got really two golden era flashbacks, which is not very common these days, you know, since you have legends and you have all these collector's editions that are very flashback or legend oriented, you get right off the bat two golden era legends with the Liz and Rick Rude. Then you get that kind of bridge between the Attitude Era and Ruthless Aggression with the Viscera. And then you get three current superstars. So, I mean, this mix is incredible. I wish they did this a lot more. And the line does have a lot more figures in it, I believe, than a normal set as well. So that makes it more exciting. If Mattel went with this formula with more sets or more releases during the year, I wouldn't mind it at all. Yeah, same here. I mean, as soon as this series was announced, uh, this set, I was like, holy shit, you know, me being a huge Rick Rude fan, of course, the Fiend in the line, a lot of people have been waiting for that figure. You throw in the rest of them, potentially you have to get this whole set. 
set, looking back on it now, I think I might for now just get The Fiend, Rick Rude, and Viscera. The Liz, I'm kind of on the fence about. I'll probably throw her in too. I think AJ and Rhonda, if I run into them, maybe in the store, I might pick them up or I might just leave them off. Yeah, I agree. I think that the AJ and the Rhonda, they are beautiful figures. And me not being a super huge fan of the current product, which is getting better, we'll leave that for another discussion. But I think I can hold off and hopefully find them on a big lots, hopefully find them on discount somewhere. So I don't have to pay full price for them. And that's it. Like we said in our last week's gorilla position, patience, right? So you may want the entire set, but you may not want to pay a premium for all the figures right now. So if you're a figure collector, what you may want to do on some of these is wait until the prices go down. And on those on those less demanded figures or the figures in the set, which there'll be more supply of, I think you can wait that out and you may find them at a discount in the future. Yeah, that's happened to me plenty of times where you kind of jump the gun and you're like, you know, if I don't get it now, I might not see it. And then it could be two, three months later, there's like a thousand of them. <laughs> you know? Exactly. And you're like, ah, exactly. oh, man, if I just waited, I could have got this, you know, and uh, most of the time it's the figures in the line or the series that you're, you don't really want, but f- you know, you're a figure collector, especially you like us, you know, we're hardcore figure wrestling figure collectors where you're like, I gotta, gotta complete the set. You know, sometimes that gets the better of us. It does. It does. But again, be patient as we explained in our last podcast, episode one, Gorilla Position on the Pulse of Wrestling Figure Collecting. So as we say this, let's jump right into it. We're going to review these figures. We are going to actually start with the Liz from SummerSlam 88. It's an amazing, amazing figure. I absolutely love it. This figure is in her 88 attire where the Mega Powers faced the Mega Bucks and the Mega Bucks was comprised of the Million Dollar Man and Andre the Giant. And this is a great match. At the end, Liz comes up on the ring apron and to distract the Mega Bucks, she actually removes the bottom half of her dress and parades around the ring apron. And you could do that with this figure, which is cool. I absolutely love the face scan on it as well. A lot of people have been saying that it doesn't look like Elizabeth. I don't think that's true at all, personally. I think they nailed it on the scan. I even like it better from a side or angled view. Looks pretty much 100% like Elizabeth. So overall, I'd have to give this a figure a very high score. I mean, it's a, it's an eight or nine in my books easily. I would say my third favorite figure of the set. What are your thoughts on the Liz? Yeah, I think I'm in the same boat with you, Will. Looking at the figure, you know, going over the attire, it's, uh, you know, it definitely brings you back. Looking at the head scan, I think they did a pretty good job. I wouldn't say it's, you know, no, no figures 100%, even sometimes 90%, but I, I think it's pretty damn close. The attire is pretty cool. I like the two sets of hands she comes with. Overall, I, I'd say it's definitely an A. Definitely an A in my book. Yeah, d- yeah. A, no problem. Love the figure. I also think this is a, another piece of the puzzle, right? So we got the Mega Bucks in a basic two pack, and you can I can you can sub any Andre, basically a million dollar man that you want to recreate this moment in wrestling history. The only thing we're missing right now is the Mega Powers, which I have a, just a, a little bit of uh, intuition here that that's going to come soon. You know, I really think we haven't got a Macho in that Mega Powers attire. We haven't got a Hulk in the Mega Powers attire. Hulk, he's back on board. As you see with the Ultimate Editions Hollywood, that's going to be coming out. I can see definitely a SummerSlam 88 Macho with the robe and a SummerSlam 88 Hulk with his shirt, his bandana, and both with the Mega Powers, the the yellow Mega Power tights easily in 
the future to complete that puzzle. I think that's definitely coming down the line. I mean, they've done so many Macho Mans in the past. That one's definitely missing. And now that they are, you know, doing the Hogan's again, I think it's the perfect time. Perfect time. Perfect time. So let's move on. The next figure I wanted to discuss in the set is the Viscera. This is a really great figure. Just a little history. So last SummerSlam series, we got the Mabel in similar attires. One was his appearance from the King of the Ring. The other, his appearance facing Diesel at SummerSlam for the championship. And now we get an updated head sculpt with his Viscera gimmick. So this is pretty cool. This is actually representing him in his corporate ministry role where he tagged with Midian in SummerSlam 99 during the tag team turmoil match. I love this figure. Personally, great figure. A plane I do have is the limited articulation due to the rubber jacket. However, I have heard if you cut the jacket off, he is in a molded sculpted torso like Mabel in black colors. So that could work for some. And that's been pretty much confirmed by Action Figure Attack Corporate Steve, the Mattel marketing team. So what are your thoughts on the figure? I think the figure is fantastic. I really have no complaints on it. I love that it comes with the hardcore title. I think the jacket's great. You know, the head sculpt's great. Comes with three different sets of hands, which is cool. You know, when I seen this figure in the set, I was really excited. I was a big fan of Viscera, Mabel, all of his figures, I think. Even if they do, you know, down the line, do a Mabel figure. I'm just a fan of all his figures. This Viscera is pretty sick. It's definitely something I, I want in the collection. Yeah, even if they do, like you said, a Men on a Mission Mabel or Big Daddy V down the line, you have a very toyetic superstar. So just looks impressive. He looks unreal, you know? And I love the inclusion with the hardcore title as well. You have the removable hands that come with that V for Viscera, which is really, really awesome as well. I'm a Minon card for Life Collector. I don't mind the jacket on the torso making it difficult for him to pose because he really didn't pose that. You know what I'm saying? Like during this gimmick and during this run, I think people forget that he was pretty stoic. He didn't do a lot of moves and such. And he kept the jacket on most of the time, right? As yeah, I remember. He, yeah, he didn't really do much. He kind of just came to the ring, you know, on a mission. Right, men on a mission. He came to the ring on a mission. I feel like he fit in with the hardcore title. But yeah, I think he, in this era, more so he was kind of straightforward, you know, in the ring, out of the ring. Yeah, in the ring, out of the ring, short matches, stoic. He wasn't doing yeah. a lot of his, his, his aerials, or, well, quote unquote, aerial stuff like he did with uh, in his Mabel character. So I'm okay with that jacket. But again, if you do want to cut it off, I think you could do that. With that said, I don't know. Grading wise, you got to have it. It comes with the hardcore title. I love it. it. It just has a great face scan and head sculpt on it. Give it about an eight. Yeah, for me personally, I'd probably give it. I love this figure, man. I, I'm, I'm more, I'm like a nine and a half, almost 10. There you go. So you're giving it an A. I mean, it is an A figure, I guess. It really does check all the boxes. I mean, the limited articulation for me is what gets it, but it is a really great figure. So let's move on to our next figure of the set. We're going to actually review the most anticipated figure of this set, probably the most anticipated figure of the year, and that's of the Fiend Bray Wyatt. This is the debut figure. I personally received the blonde hair variant, and it looks like in my figure also the hair, the top of the head is a little more voluminous in the scoop. The actual sculpt on my figure looks great. I love it. I was a little bit on the fence about this figure after seeing some of the images online of the brown haired version and of the head being a little wonky and stuff. But after having this blonde hair version in my hand, I think they 
nailed it. I absolutely love this figure, Joe. Now, I've been teetering back and forth since we've seen the images and whatnot. This is an amazing figure. I did get confirmation also from Action Figure Attack. There was a running change on this figure. So there are two versions. There are There is a brown, more brown hair version, and then a blonde hair version. Be that as it may, they saw there was an error there. They corrected the error. It's a great figure. It, it It's amazing. What do you think? It definitely could be a figure of the year. I mean, so many figure collectors were waiting for this figure to be released. I noticed that the other day with the hair when you posted the picture. I think think I like the blonde hair a lot better. The more lighter, you know, the lighter colored hair on Bray. But if you, you know, you look at the figure in general, I think they nailed his frame. I, I think they did a great job with that. The tattoos look great. The head, I was a little bit on the fence with. Sometimes I think when you're waiting so long for a figure to be released, it's finally released. You nitpick every little thing. But sometimes with this figure in particular, I think it needs to settle in a little more. And as it settles in, I think it opens up a lot more. I agree. It does open up a lot more. You have it in hand. And it comes with the interchangeable hands. It's got the hurt heel on the gloves. He's got the head lantern. Now, my lantern has a paint chip on the nose, which kind of sucks. Don't like that QAQC by Mattel. So I am going to throw them under the bus from that. And I've seen a lot <laughs> of figures in this line have a lot of paint problems on them. And I've heard, which we'll get into next, a little bit about the Rick Rude stuff happening with that as well. One thing, if I did have a gripe with this overall, this set is the paint app. And I think they have to do a better job with their QAQC moving forward. But the figure of the Fiend is amazing. Again, it's settled in. Like you said, it was a little back and forth. I think there's a huge hype. But once you have this in hand, the torso is amazing. The face is amazing, Joe. It is amazing. It is a figure of the year contender. I might get two. I mean, it's definitely, it's one of those figures where I think I might need to open one up. I'd like to open one up too. I'm going to get two. I'm going to wait until they get out there on the shelves, on the and get myself another one to do an opening as well. Just be aware, there are going to be a lot of Fiend figures coming out. So if you're not happy with this one, there's going to be an Ultimate Editions one coming out oh, that's man. rumored. That's there's going to be, it's going to be cool. There's going to be another Elite release as well. So be patient. Yeah, yeah, definitely with this set. I think patience, even though it's really freaking hard, I think patience you could definitely benefit from. Awesome, dude. Let's round out the gorilla position. So the last figure we're going to get to before we wrap up this segment is the Rick Rude, the Ravishing Recruit. This is actually from SummerSlam 89. Feel the heat on the back. He's got the Ultimate Warrior on the tights. This is amazing. Comes with the entrance robe that is from SummerSlam 89. That is confirmed by Action Figure Attack. The actual base robe was also used on the Legends Series 2 Ravishing Recruit. They did new, they did all new deco on it. So it is the same robe, but they did all new deco on it. So this is a completely new figure. I mean, the head sculpt is new. The robe has new deco comes with a number of hands you could do the ravishing rick rude pose i think this is a perfect figure anytime i see a rick rude figure in the line i immediately get excited man i've always been a huge rick rude fan i think i own every figure he's ever come out with except for the ljn right now yeah when i seen this in the line man i was so excited you know it fits perfectly with the SummerSlam set the SummerSlam 89 attire the robe looks great there isn't anything negative to say about this figure even the robe i mean they they really went all out as far as if 
if you compare it to the Legend Series 2, it is a better deco. It looks better. The dots on it or the polka dot pattern looks better. The actual trim, the gold trim on the robe is better. They just went all out. And there's a chase variety of this figure. The yellow types with the IC title on the tights, which is actually from a promo photo. I wish they had chose the actual WrestleMania 5 version of those tights, which were pink with the IC title on it. He actually fought the Warrior. We have that Warrior during WrestleMania 5. I believe he beat the Warrior at WrestleMania 5 for the IC title. So if we have the, the WrestleMania 5 Warrior in the basic form, which we do from that Sheamus 2 pack in 2014, WrestleMania 30 fantasy matchups, I don't know why they wouldn't give us that Rick Rude as the chase. The only thing you had to do was really choose pink for the tight color and you, you would have had it done, you know? That definitely would have been a better choice, I think, especially getting that kind of attire. I think it would have fit better. I mean, I'm not complaining about the, you know, the one they chose, you know, that attire. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Will. The, definitely the, the pink definitely would, I think, would have looked better. It would have completed the puzzle. I'm sure there'll be another Rick Root in the works sometime soon. That's it for our gorilla position. Overall, what's our position? This is a banger series, man. Yeah, man. Buy it. Buy Did- it. Buy it. Buy it. You got to have it in your collection. You got to. And if you want to buy 10 Fiends, if you want to fall asleep with a bed full of Fiend figures, then go ahead, do it. You know, yeah, I'm not going to say you know, anything. If that's, your, if that's your thing, man, if you want, you know, if you want to get down with the horror, you know, you want to, you want to throw those in bed, you want to cuddle up with them, you know, you can do that. <laughs> you know, cuddle up next to these Fiends, you know, have them, uh, you know, put them on a pillow too. Give the Fiend a pillow. He needs a pillow, you know? You know, I'll he, almost, I'll almost go as far to say if you want to cut somebody's head off and use it as a, a real lantern. I'm not complaining about that either. Oh, well, well, we're, I'm not going to promote that wait, one. Wait a minute. Know, I mean, Am I going uh, too far? Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Dial it back, Static Joe. I mean, Jesus. I mean, holy shit. You just, you, we may have lost another 10 followers today I'm on talking... top of the 10 follow- followers we lost. <laughs> I'm talking about the hardcore oh. fiend fans. You know, if they want to go that far, then, you know, to each his own. Well, you know, I mean, I'm not going to, I am going to refrain from any comments about uh, cutting people's heads off, but I'm sure there's a lot of people in this world that need their fucking head cut off. (laughs) (laughs) I know you were waiting for people. You were waiting for the thrill, baby. So, (laughs) <laughs> that's it that's it for our gorilla yep. position what's your position do you like series 77 do you think it's the best series of the year let us know let us know on instagram twitter at sqd circle afp and let's get to the next segment <laughs> my god welcome to the oh my god figure of the week and this week we're actually going to review an oh my god figure that's from ecw baby god that was terrible man we haven't chanted that in a long time have we joe (laughs) (laughs) i mean we could do better we could do better than that ec that's a little better now all right hopefully we got you guys pumped up because we are going to review this week on the oh my god figure week the osftm old san francisco toy makers ecw series five bash of the brawlers mike awesome wow released in 2000 
This is an awesome figure. That just says it all. I absolutely love this Mike Awesome figure. One of my favorite figures of the OSFTM ECW line. I mean, it's probably in my top five. Mike Awesome was super hot at the time, especially in 99 leading into 2000. You get the belt, which is the second generation ECW title, only released for the second time with a little bit of a new kind of gloss to it, a new finish to it, some color to it. It looks great. Yeah, so what do you think of the figure, Joe? The Mike Awesome figure from the ECW line, one of my favorites from the line. I like the way the figure feels. I like that it comes with the ECW heavyweight title. I like that it's a little bigger than all the other figures because, you know, Mike Awesome was definitely a lot bigger than a lot of the guys in ECW at the time. I think you get pretty excited. You're like, man, this figure is sick. You know, it just feels good. Having Mike Awesome in the ECW line at the time, he was so hot. When he came in, he won the title. This was definitely something to have if you were an ECW fan. Yes, 100%. This is a figure to have if you are a huge ECW fan. Mike Awesome did come in in 99. He did some stuff with Masato Tanaka, which was great. Oh, man. Taz, was, Taz was on his way out. So people don't remember this in a, in the in August, September. You know, Taz was on his way out, headed to the WWF, WWE at the time. Crazy. Actually, the match in which he won this title, the, the ECW World Heavyweight Championship, was Anarchy Rules 99. And the match was originally just Taz versus Masato Tanaka. Mike Awesome is in the crowd. Paul Heyman is trying to hold him back from coming to the ring. And then Taz calls him out. He's like, no, I'm going to beat you. I want you. I want to beat you guys. And then they turn it into a three-way dance. And then from there, it's just all chaos. Taz is the first one to get pinned. When, when that happened, it was definitely a shocker. You know, when Taz got pinned so easy, I think that was to build Mike Awesome, you know, of, of what's to come. But yeah, when Taz got pinned so easy, I was, I was like, what the hell? Yeah, what's going on? You know, and then you had all the wrestlers on the ramp and we could Again, we kind of knew he was leaving. He's putting these guys over. It was amazing. And then Masato Tanaka and Mike Awesome just had a clinic after that. I mean, one of the greatest matches in ECW history. Got to watch that Anarchy Rules 99 world title match. So then you got the figure in 2000. I didn't even think this figure was going to be released because a short time later, you know, he's off to WCW, but they got the they got the figure in the line. And like you said, it was amazing. I think it's great because of the head scan. It looks like him. I love the scale of the figure. Like you said, he's a little taller than everybody else. He also comes with a, a chair, which is is kind of epic because that's what he used. You know, he used a lot of chairs. He used a lot of tables. He did awesome bombs onto stuff. I mean, the guy was amazing. When he came to ECW, I feel like they needed someone like him, you know, a little bigger, a little taller than most of the guys. He just had that factor, man, in ECW, you know. It was almost like he didn't, he had no disregard for himself. He would just, you know, the awesome bomb, the awesome splash. For a big guy, he would fly over those ropes. You know, the awesome bomb was awesome. He'd hit that from anywhere. And I liked that he, you know, he did it over the shoulder. Everything he did incorporated with his name. He was balls to the wall, man, every match. So when he when he wins the heavyweight title, it's definitely fitting. Personal opinion on Mike Awesome, I think he should have stayed with ECW. I think WCW made him into a freaking joke. His career slowly went down the tubes after that. But I think when ECW, he fit as the heavyweight champion, man. Like, he would do anything in that ring almost you felt and he was really the first big man you talk about big men the the vince mcmahon model where you got to be big you got to be a big guy yeah, he He's was really big the first quote-unquote big guy to hold that championship or big guy to be in that role in ecw you know traditionally they had much smaller
smaller guys, much smaller champions. You know, obviously Bam Bam had a short stint as the champion and whatnot, but that wasn't really their traditional model ECW. So to have him come in and dominate and have those matches with Masato Tanaka and, and it just smacking him over the head with the chairs. And like you oh said, awesome bombs from the top rope, sit out awesome bobs from the top rope onto tables, over onto the floor. I mean, it was just, he did everything. He was an amazing professional wrestler at the time. Perfect fit for ECW. Love this figure. Again, love it because it does have the chair. So, I mean, you know, obviously we don't have Masato Tanaka figure, but you can still, he can still pound people over the head with the chair shots. And the belt's great. The the, belt, belt, I was going to say, is amazing, isn't it? Yeah. The fact that he comes with the belt, you know, he comes with the chair. It's just, it's a fantastic figure, man. If you're an ECW fan and you collect uh, ECW figures and you're missing him from your assortment, definitely got to get him. I know his his price right now is a little through the roof, so you might want to wait on that. He's definitely in high demand. Joe, I don't know if you can even, I don't even know if you can wait anymore with these figure prices. I've been thinking about this. You may have to get it now because it may even go up more. I mean, this is, we're talking, it could be. I don't know. At at this point, nothing is safe. And the only thing that is safe right now, unless you're going to be in for the long term, if you're going to be in there for the next 15, 20 years, wait on a wait on a Mike Awesome figure. If you're not and you really want this figure in your collection, get it now because I think it's going to go up in price within the next five years. And it's already between one hundred and one hundred fifty dollars MOC yeah, for is. life, baby. It's crazy. I mean, I, I again, I was looking at a, even the Sandman from this series is is in that price range. So, and, and a couple months ago, they were being sold for fifty bucks. Get the figure right now. I think you got to get it now. It's an amazing addition to your collection. I love that title too because it's kind of a hybrid. It's funny. There were two titles or well, three styles of world heavyweight championships in ECW. The Eastern Championship Wrestling title, which had the Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and kind of Delaware states on the belt. And that was blue. And I think what they when they were looking at the reference shots, they saw that. And that's why they colored the globe blue on this Mike Awesome heavyweight championship belt. Yeah, but yeah. it just pops. You know, I, I, I love the title. Got to get it for at least that. Yeah, and it's an amazing figure. That's why it's, it's an oh my God figure of the week. Wait, I think I got something real quick. Oh, no. Feel the pain. Awesome bump. Never go. Woo. Oh, man. God, that feels good. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting amped oh, up over here. Okay, and I amped up, baby. Okay, and one last thing. So since we are on Mike Awesome, there is an awesome shirt of Mike Awesome oh, that's man. on Instagram right now. Our buddy at the underscore extreme underscore collector on Instagram created an awesome Mike Awesome shirt. It's got his image in almost like this kind of cartoon looking design, which is fun. Oh, the shirt. Got, the shirt looks fucking great. Shirt looks great. It's got the got the Japanese writing on it. Awesome shirt. It's on pre-order. Again, go to at the underscore extreme underscore collector on Instagram. The link in his bio. You can pre-order this shirt until June 26th. That's when the pre-orders end. So we're going to give a shout out to this, my man, the extreme collector, because he's got an awesome shirt. We got an awesome figure. And that's it for this week's Oh My God figure of the week. The world will never forget the name of 
and you'll never forget the name IWC Manix. Oh, wow. Last week, we had a doozy, as I continue to say, and this you'll never forget the name segment, we reviewed the Playmates Grudge Match series. Now, <laughs> don't be confused. There was another Grudge Match series by Jack's Pacific. Those were Grudge Max 2 packs, BCA style. We didn't review those. These are Playmates grudge match figures, small, little, small figures with a mini wrestling ring. And we absolutely love them. Check out our episode one, our debut episode of Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast from last week, and you'll learn all about them. But this week, wow, we got the king of the bootlegs, baby. Oh, man. The IWC Mannix figures. Joe, you love these guys. International wrestling champions, Mannix. Me personally, I, I think this set's awesome, man. If you're into knockoffs, you're into bootlegs. I know a lot of collectors out there, sometimes, you know, the bootleg figures can fall through the cracks where if you're a wrestling figure collector, I feel like you need these in your set, man. You know, the set consists of, again, knockoffs. Uh, supposed to be Hogan, Adam Bomb, Shawn Michaels, Lex Luger, Razor Ramon, and Diesel, which is a pretty cool assortment of uh, figures, you know, for bootlegs. I think the Diesel looks awesome, and the Adam Bomb is one of my favorites in the line. It's a really cool set. It's definitely forgotten about. If, if you're not into bootlegs, you're not into knockoffs, this set could definitely fall through the cracks. I agree, Joe. This set is amazing. It is a set that gets forgotten. Characters in it are, are well portrayed. Bridges this gap. Manix company that produced these figures was founded in 88. They actually started their career producing knockoff action figures or bootleg action figures. This led into the mid 90s, but they didn't have anything wrestling oriented. So when Hasbro lost the license, the WWF toy license had come to an end. Manix saw an opportunity to capitalize off of that style and then created molds that were similar looking to those Hasbro figures and they thought that they could create these bootlegs and Kind of fill the you void. Have, yeah, fill yeah. the void. These figures are cool. They were mainly distributed in Europe, but they were found in the States as well. As you mentioned, you had the Hogan bomb, the Michaels, the Luger, the Razor, Mona Diesel. And then I found online, I did more research. There's 25 plus figures that have been documented <laughs> as variants of these guys. I mean, it's crazy, bro. It's so easy to make variants of bootlegs, man. You know, you could do so many things. I feel like you can make a hundred bootlegs. I think Adam so. Bob. And there may be a hundred. I don't even know, man. You know, there could be a hundred of these shits in, in a freaking dumpster in China somewhere. Who the hell knows? <laughs> you know, I mean, but, but, you know, again, 25 plus figures documented again, like you said, very easy, right? They change a couple paint schemes here this oh, that, yeah. and the other thing the cards it's change too easy. exactly cards yeah. change and let's get to that real quick before we actually kind of review some of the figures of the line that that are the standouts uh for us the cards were terrible man i mean they basic. they had basic they were cardboard. basic they had the logos on the front not much they had <laughs> and then they also had no color cardboard on the back no date just a logo 
a barcode, some distributor info. I mean, <laughs> there wasn't much going for like mint on card for life. You're not really, you're get, getting too much out of these, these <laughs> things, you know, <laughs> you're, you're better off. You're better off ripping them off this card because the card almost makes the figure look worse. I think so. I think you, you know? got to bust them open. The diesel in this set in particular, I think was the number one, even today, people that are familiar with this set, let's just say diesel, you know, a lot of people, a lot of custom uh, makers, you know, people that make custom wrestling figures, they like that diesel head. He was supposed to come out in the Hasbro, next Hasbro series before that ended. And a lot of people were trying to get their hands on this diesel for the head in particular, you know, to pop that head off to make their own customs. Yes. And that diesel head is wonderful. I think they did a great job on it. Now I've seen orange card series drawings or renderings. Yeah. I believe diesel head was supposed to have sunglasses. If it did come out with the Hasbro, if my memory serves correctly. In this case, he didn't have the, the sunglasses on, but it still was a really, really good. I mean, someone must have saw some sort of drawings to have a good idea of how to make a pretty decent looking diesel head. Cause like you said, it was spot on. And for customizers that wanted to add this to their Hasbro collection, yeah, you could pop it right off, you know, do a little custom action and boom, you have a diesel, a Hasbro diesel back in the nineties. You know, the funniest one of the series, and I just want to throw this out real quick, I think is the Hogan. I love that Hogan has a black mustache. I mean, I what were they <laughs> foreshadowing Hollywood Hogan or some shit? I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, this uh, this figure is absurd. I thought it? it was a I thought it was a mix between Macho and Hogan together. It could be. You're right. Yeah, that's now what I always thought when I looked a, at it. There you go. See, I I didn't even think of that. I mean, that's a great observation there. It is kind of like a Macho Hogan hybrid. It is. <laughs> I mean, to, we're talking about the mega powers in our last segment. This could be the mega powers combined into one figure. Into one figure for Holy two dollars. Shit, two dollars, baby. You can get at this at the time at the Dollar General, probably at the time. And now they're now they're a thousand dollars a piece. What the <laughs> fuck's going on in this world? Jesus Christ! I actually, um, this set you used to. I don't know. I forgot who the hell the seller was, but you can buy the six pack of this set. You know, individually on card on eBay for a long time. It kind of disappeared. I had a couple of these set I, sets I sold. You know, when when you get them, you know, you get them in hand. They're actually pretty damn cool. They are absolutely love them. They're very highly recommended. Like you said, standouts: Adam Bomb, Diesel. Love the razor as well. He's oh, yeah, a little the walking in the tour suit, but love the razor. He's in his traditional purple colors. Like you said, you can find these single card and in box sets, so you can go all out. I mean, the box sets are getting a little more rare to, to find. And one last thing I did want to mention is they did have a giant series. So they did have a giant figure line too. There was nine figs in that total that I could document. You had Hogan in his traditional attire. You had Warrior in two different schemes. They had a traditional, that kind of like Hasbro series one color scheme. And then they had a scheme with blue tights and another black mustache. <laughs> I don't, they must have been looking at the Dingo Warrior back in the days of like... Was it AWA? AWA, I think. It might have been. Peter, yeah, yeah, something. I think it was AWA. I mean, Jesus Christ, that was a, that's a really crazy looking figure. They also had Sting in a traditional pink shirt attire with 
the face paint and everything. And then in a black variant version, they had a Lucha Libre wrestler uh, in a black and white attire and then in a blue and white attire. Then they had the Iron Sheik, which looks, I mean, looks just like the Iron Sheik. And finally, to round out the set, they had a Russian, which is pretty much fucking Dolph Lundgren. So, I mean, (laughs) you can, uh, you can, you're crossing over to Rocky territory here. It was amazing. When you're in the bootleg world, especially if you're a freaking company founded making bootlegs, I mean, sky's the limit. Anything is possible in the sky's the limit. I love it. And that's why I love, I love this series. I love this segment. I love, you'll never forget the name because you won't. Once we talk about these things, you will never forget the name. IWC Manics. Look at this! Look at this! You talk about a house of fire, you're seeing it right here! And we're ready to bust it open. Wow, Joe. Go. Last week was a doozy. I'll tell you. These segments are doozy. They take a lot out of you. And this one really takes a lot out of me. I had to open that 1990 Galoob WCW Mint on Card for Life Stinger. And I still haven't put that thing back on. I haven't got crazy with it. Did you? I just need to know. Did you Did you get nightmares? I did. I did. I, I, I figured. Did you glue yeah. it back on? No, I didn't get crazy yeah. yet. I, mm. told, I didn't get I had a couple. I had a couple sweats, man. I fucking woke up and I was I figured like, you were sick that night. Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't get. I couldn't get any freaking sleep this is what you did to me and then you and then you called me out i asked you to help a brother out here hashtag fig life and you wouldn't even give me you still won't give me that damn two-pack i'm hurting here you know what maybe maybe i'll think about all right it. i'll think, think about, about it, it. think yeah. about it maybe we're gonna bring out i might bust bring that the open. hashtag fig life to the squared circle action figure podcast maybe i might just bust that one open i don't know now oh my god if you bust that one open i'm gonna freak out I, I, i'm done i'm done i'm gonna the, jump the, off the goddamn i'm gonna jump off a bridge the luger in that pack though i'd be like ah that makes me sad i don't know i'd be like Ugh, i don't even know i don't know what the hell i'm saying yeah yeah come on you're not busting anything open that, that <laughs> if you bust that open that, that, that there's no point of it and you get that, that luger should go in the fire pit the stinger you that's what i was getting at. The, the, the luger the luger the sting makes the two pack the luger is kind of like ah it's like a shit figure you know oh my god i'm telling you the mick foley we're gonna make a running list of the fire pit figs. we gotta yeah we're gonna start putting figures together on a we'll call it the pit list the and then pit, we'll, burn them, yeah. we'll burn them all at the same time all at the same time put it on youtube baby anyway at this yeah, anyway. week busted open i'm not busted it open i'm so happy about this i mean it pains me it you pains me a little bit but we're gonna be busting open joe here static joe gonna be busting open series 107 bianca belair the est not of the wwe folks the est of nxt i'm already getting hot you, you hear it ah listen i'm here it bust that thing open you know what i want to do i really want to bust her open oops <laughs> oops oh shit i mean come on this woman's got it she, all she in ring ability gets better and better she is super attractive every time you see her she draws you in you know she's better and better in the ring but she is extremely attractive beautiful but, uh, beautiful uh, woman absolutely love her she really gets you know she got gets me tingling a little bit you know i mean i really i really must admit it not a, not a lot of women in 
wrestling these days, you know, they call they all kind of blend together. Not just I'm not just talking about race or anything like that, but a lot of women just kind of blend together. You know, doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, they fit you that know. prototype. She doesn't, you know, she doesn't fit that mold. And I think as you continue to watch her grow in the ring too, it just it makes everything stand out even more. You said in the last main event segment when you saw Sherry, you know, when you were a kid, it really got you going. Well, that's how I feel about Bianca Belair <laughs> now. But we gotta move on. We gotta bust this figure open. You bust it now. You told me last time, give it a little sniff. What does it smell like? Give it a little sniff if you bust this thing open. All right, here we go. You ready? I'm, about, I'm, to, ready. I'm, I'm about to bust this open. Here we go. Hear that? Oh Ooh. my god! Oh, it's like Ooh. a knife. It's like I just got. Oh god! Wait, listen. Oh. Ooh. Oh, that, that nine, uh, then ten dollars down the drain here. All right, here we go. Oh. Oh. All right, I'm taking her out, dude. Get ready. Listen. Hey, guys, give her a sniff. Give her a sniff for that. Give her a little sniff. Hold up. <sighs> I had actually had my nose broken uh, a bunch of years ago. I don't know what the hell I'm smelling right now. I- <laughs> You better not be doing a line of something, you know. I mean, I know it's late. It's like we're getting a little bit of late into the <laughs> night here, baby. <laughs> Dude, it oh, smells man. like it smells like nine dollars. That's you know I mean? <laughs> Well, like- all right. So it is a basic. It's nine bucks. But for a basic, why we chose to bust this open, it is a pretty cool figure, right? Oh, I mean, man. this this figure right now is definitely sought after. If it's on the pegs, you know, I feel like it's gone like that. And especially when I went to Walmart, this was the last one. And they filled the pegs with Series 107. I feel like they had a bunch of cases of those because every other wrestling figure was there except her. Yeah, yeah, definitely makes sense. A lot of people are after this figure and a lot of people online are trying to jack this figure through the roof yeah be patient like you were you found it on the pegs but i think it's going to be like a keith lee figure it's going to be like a johnny gargano figure these nxt figures in the basic line are very hard to come by so if you see it pick it up really quickly the the attire is from the 2020 royal rumble so it was her first appearance on wwe television she lasted 33 minutes in that match oh, eight man. eliminations I thought so she, she holds the record i believe eight eliminations right? yeah so beautiful attire black gold accents etc it does have this is a very distinct mold on the hair for this figure as well it does come with her braided long hair i don't have the figure in person how does that feel is it posable how is it joe holding the figure in my hand the attire is awesome i really i'm really digging the gold boots um got the gold top with the lips you know gold lips on the top there it's got the est on the side and the est on the midsection here really digging the gold which i didn't know which was kind of cool you know because you know we're at most the back of the figure actually has a bunch of lip like kiss lipstick uh, kisses going down her back it's kind of weird but it's kind of cool there's like almost 10 of them which i had no idea the figures figure looks great the head scan the head sculpt looks sick yeah, it's dead on like this is like dead on this this head sculpt and what you were asking about will the braid's nice and light you can move it around i like the lightness to it because it's not you know it's not stiff it's pretty light you could bend it it's nice man you can put it in the front you can pull it in the back if you, you want to display this figure you can pretty much do any which way you want here that's awesome i can't wait to get mine it's coming in the mail from the hustle man hastel toy check him out on instagram actually getting that figure hopefully this week the funniest thing about it is last week we 
we did the stinger with the duck tail, or maybe as you said, the rat tail. So we the did the stinger. Woo! The ratty. And this week we're doing another figure with a long braided hair. I don't know if you want to call it a tail. I'm but thinking I'll tell about, you. side note, I'm thinking about growing a rat tail out and just kind of like trying to look like a rat a little more. Um, <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it, John. No, we got I got to I'm going to go. I'm going to go against that. But with this, I want to call it a foxtail because Bianca Belair is foxy, baby. And she not only is foxy, the figure's foxy. It's oh, amazing. Great. It's a great figure. You got to go out and get it. You got to find it. The notable points of the figure, great hair piece, great face scope, great deco. They nailed it on all accounts. For a basic figure, this figure is fantastic. It is fantastic. Well worth the money. I can't wait. It's rumored that her Elite Series figure is coming out soon as well. So I'm glad that we'll get a figure with more articulation, maybe even a better scan in a more detailed attire. So I can't wait for that Elite Series figure to come out. And that's pretty much the formula here, guys. Mattel releases their basics first, and then we see the Elite figures. So you'll get Bianca, new in the line, basic, like we did with the Ronda Rousey, and then her Elite figure will follow shortly after. It's always a little bit of a hint, like we saw Keith Lee come out. We're going to get his elite figure coming out soon as well as rumored. So that's it for our busted open segment this week. We hope you liked it. Again, we'll do this every week where we're going to choose a figure that's either new or old. We're going to bust them open. Uh, Will the thrill here, you know, you know how I like them. Hashtag MOC for life. But Joe, he can go both ways. Hashtag MOC for life. Hashtag bust it open. We'll catch you next week where we choose another figure to bust it Open. Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history of professional wrestling. Are you ready? Wrestling fans, are you For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble! And welcome everybody to the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast main event. This week, we are going to be featuring Hulk Hogan versus the Ultimate Warrior at WrestleMania 6. This match took place in the Skydome, Toronto, Canada in 1990. And boy, was it one of the most memorable main event matches, true main event matches in professional wrestling history. Joe, When I was growing up as a kid, wow, this match just sticks in my memory. It was one of the most amazing matches, title versus title, great build, amazing match. What are your thoughts? WrestleMania 6 to me will always stand out. I think as long as I live, man, as crazy as that sounds. Being a kid, WrestleMania 6, to build up. I remember at the time, uh, one of my sisters was still a wrestling fan. and She was still a Hulk Hogan fan. So she got my dad to order the pay-per-view. I just remember being a kid. It was like the craziest thing. Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, title for title, Sky Dome. The place fit the bill. I mean, it was just insanity, man. I'll always remember that match. Even though maybe it was the buildup, maybe it was just, you know, the appeal 
The match, I think, was pretty good looking back on it. It's not the best match. Even with the pinfalls, you know, a lot of people, including myself, have a lot of issues with that sometimes. It's iconic. It's historic. Being a kid at the time, it's definitely one of my favorite matches of all time. Yes. And, you know, like you said, last week, and just want to take the the listeners back, last week we did discuss the Warrior Savage match, which was at WrestleMania 7. That had multiple finishes as well. So we we kind of discussed that. I did also want to throw in that I wanted to make a correction. Savage, wrestling figure-wise, wore the top attire during the first minutes of the match, and then he took it off. So the defining moments is is pretty complete, you know? Yeah, yeah. He and, wore it in the beginning, yeah. Yes, yes. But, you know, he did wear it in the beginning, and, and that's what I'm saying. I think it would be cool to get that, that part or that piece that missing piece of the puzzle. But anyway, getting back to this match, I agree. It, you know, I you know, watching the match show, I don't want to say it's bad. I think it's it stands up pretty well to this day and and we're going to go through the match a little bit, but we think the best figures that represented this match were the Jacks WWE Classic Superstars 2-Pack Series 5 Hogan mm-hmm. and Warrior. Those are great figures. So this is a during the match. This is not a pre-match set. Warrior has the paint kind of removed from him. So this is an in-match depiction of the WrestleMania 6 match. For some reason, I don't know why, I always forget about this 2-Pack. It's a fantastic 2-Pack, man. The fact comes with both belts, the Warrior paint. Hogan's hair looks almost a little damp. His hair was slicked back in the match. You know, he's sweating a lot. I don't know if that's what they were going for, but it kind of looks like that. It's a fantastic 2-Pack. The fact that it comes with both belts again, it's a great two-pack, especially for one of the matches everybody thinks about with these two. Yes, and the Hogan hair does look slicked back like he was because he was sweating so much during the match. And you can even see like on Hogan's arms, it looks like Warrior's paint rubbed on them. They kind of look quote-unquote dirty. Again, this is definitely a during-the-match depiction of both figures. I do love that it comes with both belts. It's accurate. I mean, it's as accurate as you're going to get. And remember, this series came out in 2006. So for the time, the scans are on point. I would say that the scale's a little off, although Hogan is a little bit bigger than the Warrior, and he was during that time, and is. And he stood toe-to-toe, yeah. When you saw, yeah, you saw them standing toe-to-toe, and they did that. You know, they the, the start of that match, they stood toe-to-toe. Crowd was amazing. Getting back to the match a little bit, these were the only two superstars or wrestlers at the time that also came out on their own through that whole wrestlemania all the wrestlers were coming out on those golf cart rings i always loved those rings as a kid man i was always oh man i I don't know why it just fit the wrestlemania the little rings i i love those i loved it as well and these were the only two wrestlers that came out on their own the crowd was so back and forth you had warrior fans you had hogan fans it was first time that i know or that i can think of that really you had face versus face title versus title Really amazing. But getting to the match, yes, when they were together in that ring, you know, they had the face off and then they had the crisscrossing of the ropes. They had the double clothes lines and they did all that. And even when they did the test of strength, Hogan's Hogan's bigger than the warrior. Yeah. In the the match, he's definitely, when they go toe to toe, he's definitely bigger, bulkier. I like that they go back and forth a lot just to see, especially with the, I guess you can call the passing of the torch with Hogan and the warrior. It's cool to see them go back and forth. Almost in the match, they tried to make it identical where the warrior was 
up to par with Hogan, or, you know, he might have been a little ahead of him. Yes, I loved it. I love that you mentioned that because it's telling a story, right? It's telling passing of the torch. It's telling that Hogan, what is he really doing with the, he's test to test everything in this match, whether it be the crisscrossing of the room, the body blocks or the yeah. closed lines, right? And nobody going down the test of strength, right? Mm-hmm. This is basically Hogan testing the warrior and saying, well, are you the man? Are you just that much better to me so I can pass the torch? And you know what? He was at the time. You know, I mean, I think a lot of people doubted him, but as far as crowds and as far as him being over, he was the most over person. Now, obviously there's a lot of people that feel that he should have never got the title because again, he wasn't as committed, et cetera, et cetera. But given the time, he was as over as Hogan, if not more. And the match proves it. That You watch this match, the crowd is warrior crazy the crowd is hogan crazy yeah they they were i probably watched this match i can't even tell you how many times because we recorded this on vhs i used to watch this match all the time and then growing up got it on vhs i got it in the wrestlemania box set i used to watch this match over and over and over again and it was a great pairing i think hogan you know the way they went back and forth i think hogan definitely carried him a couple points in the match warrior you could tell he was fatigued in the match they i feel like they both carried each other a little bit Hogan more so. Hogan definitely was showing that, you know, this could be the next guy. This match is showing that Warrior's the next guy. Because to be honest, dude, when I was looking at the match as a kid, I'm like, honestly, if Hogan wins the Intercontinental title, I'm like, ah, you know, I'm like, who really cares? Yeah, it was a little bit of a giveaway there. I agree too. You know, what was Hogan really going to do with the title? I mean, if he won, they probably would have had some sort of tournament for it. think the realm of it being believable was a little too much. You go back and it's all about the testing of everything. Everything is a test. Even as a kid, you kind of know Warrior's going to pass the test, right? I mean, because, you know, he's already been the Intercontinental Champion. He's doing even the tests in the match. He's super hot. So you kind of know he's going to win. But they pulled off the finish very well. You know, we did Warrior Savage and they did multiple finishes and multiple kickouts. But this was really the genesis of that for a wrestling match. Yeah, you have the the Hulk up by Hogan. So you're thinking, oh my God, Hogan's going to, he's going to actually win this match because nobody beats Hogan after a Hulk up, but then he misses the big leg drop. Warrior goes for the big splash and he gets the pin. And you're like, wow, really? That happened? That's amazing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, you're like, oh, oh wow. He did it. Same thing I said on last week's show with the WrestleMania seven match. When you're a kid and Warrior has the face paint on, when the face paint's all gone, to me personally as a kid, that was always a big deal. You know, you could see the guy's face, then makeup's all worn. It really shows, you know, how long the match went. You know, that always, with that, without the face paint on, that was always a big deal to me uh, growing up. Yeah, no, I, it was to me too. It was shocking. And it yeah. showed, look, we talk about these figures, right? And you even said Hogan, you know, he's got the slick back hair because he was sweating, you know, and he was just profusely sweating. I mean, both of these guys were blown up. I agree that Hogan did carry Warrior at a certain port during the match. And that was depicted with Warrior too. His paint, everything was nearly gone. And that's why I love this figure. It's kind of showing his paint starting to wear off on his chest and everything and then on his yeah, face. On the side of the package too, the face paint is a little more worn off than the figure, which is yep. kind of cool. Yeah, so which, you, you, that, that's definitely what they were going for. They were definitely going for that, you know, and, and I would love, I actually would love for another company, Hint Hint Mattel, to make this style figure 
Jagger with some worn paint with maybe no paint left on him and maybe give us a yellow intercontinental title finally too. (laughs) (laughs) Hint, 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 Mattel. I love the yellow IC title. Oh, I know. And it's a shame that we got that hybrid. I really didn't like that at all. But anyway, I digress. We're talking about Jax and Jax did it right. Jeremy, Jax, classic superstar series. They did it right with this two pack. It's really iconic. Was the ultimate challenge. The buildup was great. The stars aligning. So yeah, what I love is during this, you know, the buildup for this match and in the promos and everything, they did all these constellations. The Warriors outline of his face paint. And then they had the Hogan pose in the constellations. And this is even on the VHS tapes. Imagine if they did a set with these two in it and then had that on the packaging. Oh my God, it would be amazing. Oh yeah, I know. That would have definitely brought this this two pack up. I, I love the two pack, but that definitely would have would have brought it up a little bit. Not only on this two pack, but on a future two pack of these oh, two. Oh yeah. Oh man, if, if Mattel went forward and moved similar two pack, oh man, that, this thing would would fly. I think so too. Before we end talking about this match, one of the things that always bothered me is that freaking pin at the end. He does pin him for three. It almost looked like Hogan kicked out. Yes. So it's so funny that you mentioned, and it did. And I think that was a Hogan call to protect himself. Yeah. But it did bother me. I think it just should have been an easy one, two, three, done. You're passing the torch. I mean, you got to give it to the guy, though. He hands him the belt. They have the hug. They may have not liked each other. They did the hug. They did the business. I agree. The finish. We talked about it last week. We didn't like the finish of Warrior Savage either. Go listen to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. We're getting into a little bit of a theme here with Warrior because all the Warrior finishes seem to be a little bit wonky. I don't know what that tells you, but it could be telling a little bit of a story right there. The Warrior finishes are a little wonky at times. Oh, yeah, they are. Looking back on it, yeah, yeah. You can definitely pick out a bunch. I agree, Joe. That finish, that pin with the kick out, did not like it at all. But again, not one of the greatest, you know, I would say maybe one of the best and most memorable main events in professional wrestling history. I agree, Will. This match, I'll always think about, you know, it'll always be in my top 10 matches, even if consider it that high as far as WrestleMania matches go. It'll definitely, at the same time, it'll always be in my top 10 matches. I love this match. I love the uh, Jax two-pack that they came out with depicting the match. It's a great two-pack, fantastic match. It's definitely a main event. Definitely worthy of main event status here at the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. So that's it. That's a wrap. This is our second episode. Square Circle Action Figure Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Go back. Listen to episode one. We talked about a lot of things on this episode that are in episode one. So you got to go check that out. You can find that again on all major podcast platforms, including Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, and Spotify. You can also follow us for all things wrestling figures on Instagram and Twitter at SQD. Circle AFP. We'll be back next week with our third episode. We got a lot of great things planned. We thank you, all our listeners. And remember, the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast is the gold standard in wrestling figure collecting.